Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, attack helicopters, and deuce and a halfs. I am your host for tonight's episode of Not a Real Libertarian. Let's get to it. So let's do some of the the big sexy stuff, which is this, which is greasy porcupines, road services, tune-ups, services, and repairs with affordable pricing, excellent customer service, and what was that last one? Quality workmanship. If you want to learn more, go to greasyporcupines.org or call that phone number right there on the bottom of your screen. You can also go to greasyporcupines.org if you'd like to be involved with the program. It's basically pay what you can afford. Uh, You pay for the parts, of course, uh, and then you pay what you think the labor is worth. It's a free market solution to a really good auto repair. Um, Also, we've got... Tom for 52.com. That's T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com. Go to Tom Queter's page. There's no quit and Queter. Donate. Uh, join. All the things. Tennessee Radical Caucus. Uh, if you like to be radical and you like caucuses, join the Tennessee Radical Caucus if you're in Tennessee. Or join the LP uh, Radical Caucus.org. Uh, Jack Casey, the Royal Green, this guy, boom, that book is finally out. Third book. Um, I, those of you been watching a while would know I would, this would be the time I would usually make fun of the book. I am now contractually obligated by a super fan to not make fun of his book. So the, uh, the agreement we came to is I can make fun of Jack Casey. Uh, so fuck Jack Casey. Um, He's trash, and he didn't actually write these books. That's why they're so good. Uh, the Alaskan Raven for all... Oops, I should have taken that off. The Alaskan Raven for all your meme needs. The LP Veterans Caucus. The only cock ass for the vets. Uh, if you want to... <laughs> I see Will down there snickering. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's it's the, the one-stop shop for all your veteran cock ass needs. Also, yeah, I, I'll, I'll get to that, Braxton. Uh, go to Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, and Twitter. Follow, like, subscribe, share, tweet, smoke signal, whatever you got to do to help us with the algorithms. 
to get us into more homes because that's when you see this face, that's what you want is you want this in more homes. Um, also, one final announcement before I bring my, my boy Wiggity Will on. We've got a new member of this disgruntled, abusive family. Uh, she goes by <laughs> Libertarian Jenny. Um, you may see some of her content on our page, and she will address herself, and I swear to God, this is how she's asked to be called, is the meme whore. Um, so if you see any of her content on this page, go give it a like. Uh, that's one of her originals right there. She's wild. Uh, I don't know how to lead off except with, uh, I'm going to bring my boy Willie Will on. Fair warning. What's up? Jennifer will roast the shit out of you. So just be careful. (laughs) If she makes a meme of you, it's definitely something to be flattered by, but she will also roast you hard as hell. Be ready. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Probably don't tell her she's dead to you, right? (laughs) Yeah. Big mistake. Don't tell her she's dead to you or she will roast you even harder. I learned that lesson the hard way. Be careful. So just uh, as fair warning, uh, I may not be super energetic this episode. Uh, As you can tell, I look like I've been uh, on a 48-day bender on nothing but cocaine and methamphetamines. Um, That's because I have COVID. So, uh, yay! If I die, I die. Whatever. So... You look fine. Uh, you got your moonshine with you? No, I've been I've been drinking water because. Uh, wow, must like, be making you real sick. Yeah, like my stomach. This is the worst. My stomach has been in a long time. Like I think the last time it was this bad, I ate like seven or eight MREs, like, <laughs> row, like for days straight. At, Not at tuna and noodles, I hope. No, I, yeah, I would just starve on the tuna if that's all I had was tuna. I starve. I'm not going to lie. That's like one of my favorite MREs, but uh, it, it, yeah, it'll mess with your stomach a little bit. <laughs> Don't chew the gum. Better dead than next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so tonight we've got on uh, the leader of the boys, B-O-I-S, uh, the RCLP, the the I don't know what we're allowed to say before we get instant Um the 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 gentlemen and gentlewomen in the the Hawaiian attire, uh, the refined organization of yeeters deleters, um, <laughs> the the feel free to test that assumption at your earliest convenience club, uh, Janae LeBlanc, head of the RCLP and founder, is on with us tonight. She's drinking. Boom, mouthful. <laughs> Welcome, Janae. Hey, how are you guys doing? Doing pretty good, despite our president being a tyrannical asshole today. But other than that, what's new? Damn straight. It's a good point. So that's why you do what you do, though, right? Right, yeah. Um... So less government. So tell us. What the redacted movement is, kind of, if you don't mind giving a little history, and then what what the RCLP is today. Okay, so, um, first of all, back to um, 
bootlegs introduction, we are not afraid of the word, the boogaloo movement. We can use the word. If your channel goes down, I apologize, but we are not afraid to use the word. Um, we almost used the word for the name of the caucus, but it maybe took it a little too far. So um, we ended up with redacted. But the Boogaloo movement is um, a movement of people that are preparing for the second coming revolution. Um, not accelerationist, but whether that's violent or nonviolent, they are preparing for it. And um, they have been portrayed by the media as far right white supremacist um, extremist and um, that's not what they are I mean there are people out there that are doing that kind of stuff in that in the name but that's not what the movement is about so um, the movement's been around for a few years now and it's very loosely organized unorganized um, and we just kind of got tired of um, the bad reputation and decided to create the legitimate side of the Boogaloo movement um, within the Libertarian Party to show that we're not doing anything wrong. We're not doing anything illegal. We're just here and we have our views and um, we just want to change the public image of the movement. It's so awesome. Y'all actually have a, an event this weekend, don't you? We do. Um, so it's not exactly our event, but it's an event we are attending and making a big deal out of um, in the Dam Wars protest in Washington, D.C. And then there's also um, in other state capitals on September 11th. And um, we are attending and we are bringing with us Spike Cohen. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, if anyone's in the DC area and wants to come hang out with us. Uh, we will be there. Um, I'll be there and Spike will be there probably about four thirty ish, but we will have people, our people there all day from noon on. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I would say, uh, Spike Cohen, uh, he self identifies maybe as a boy or at least amosexual at the latest. At the latest. <laughs> Jeez, I'm struggling. He, he is a card-carrying member, um, and he is also the whole reason we started the caucus. I mean, it wasn't his idea, but uh, he's the first person I went to about it and said, what do you think about it? And he said, it's a great idea. You should do it. And so I started working on it within a few days after that. I completely agree with the idea because I feel like part of doing this is that we can't be ashamed of it. We can't act like it's a bad word. We can't act like it's something yeah. wrong. We're not doing anything wrong. We're no. saying that people need to be prepared. They need to have weapons. They need to have ammunition and they need to um, know where their own line in the sand is and draw it and, and stand by it. Um, and so I, I respect the hell out of it. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great way to legitimize it and a great way to get this conversation going in the, in the Liberty movement a lot more broadly than it was before. Right. Yeah. The caucus, I mean, our members aren't just boys or um, people that are involved in the movement. They're anyone that supports the movement. Um, we've got all different types of people that have joined, that have donated. It's people that are in the movement and have been for years. It's people that just heard of it and think it's a great idea and want to support what we're doing. Um, it's for everybody. We just, we want to show, share what it is and that we're not doing anything illegal. Um, that they're making us out to be. 
Yeah, I read the uh, – I think it was the New York Times article. It, the, the start was – it started as a meme, which is true. It did start as a meme, right? But, uh, yeah, pretty much – It grew. It's all about the memes. Exactly. It's an internet idea that's now turned into an entire movement and then now a caucus. That's incredible. But, um, yeah, every single mainstream media piece that has even mentioned the Boogaloo whatsoever has been completely ridiculous. The, the white supremacy thing, the right-wing thing um, – Anybody who's actually aware of it and in the groups and knows the memes knows that that's absolutely the minority of people, if that even exists at all. The vast majority of people who use that term at all or identify as boogaloo boys or whatever are just principled libertarians who are fed up. It's exactly. And then there are boogaloo boys who don't know much about the Libertarian Party, but they've heard of it. And so we are bringing them into the party and showing them more and finding a place for them in the party. And um, we're bringing people in the party to the movement that have heard of it and want to be more involved. And we're helping connect people all over the country with local people. We are getting more um, people involved with their local libertarian party because that's where it all starts. It's local at your county level. And um, we have people all over the country. We have organizers that help when we have someone new come in and they can help connect them with whatever they're looking for, whether it's more Boogaloo boys whether it's their county libertarian party, if there's not one, how do you start one? Um, their state level, how do you just vote libertarian? How do you run as a libertarian? We're just educating everybody and helping as much as we can. It's awesome because it's, yeah. it's a good thing to draw a line in the sand. Sorry, Chris. But while, while you're waiting on that line in the sand, get be an activist. Get active in the party. Do some stuff politically and, and get some work done. And that's um, what so many of our members say is – you know, before the boogaloo comes, whether it's violent or nonviolent, they want to be able to say they did everything they could the right way. Damn first. right. They want to be able to say they tried to change legislation. They tried to run for office. They tried to vote in the right people that would do the right thing. And then it came down to that didn't work out. But we're all doing our best. The, the boogaloo movement is... It's essentially just the enactment of what our founding fathers told us to do, right? It's the enactment of, you know, be armed, be vigilant, and be ready. Don't start nothing, but if need be, be ready for when it has to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's I would say that's a pretty fair uh, – I'm struggling. I can't – like this COVID got my head all tore up. Uh, that's a fair assessment, right? It's it's the, the, the exactly. older militia style – like stay in guard and stand ready because we have the right to do that. It says so in the constitution. That's, I mean, even without the constitution, we have that right, but we have the right. We're specifically told to do that in our constitution um, to defend ourselves against our government and not let ourselves become armed against them. Damn right. And I don't remember, I don't remember, I think, I don't remember which general or who said this in the Revolutionary War, but it was at Lexington and Concord. He said, don't fire until fired upon, but if they mean to have war, let it be here. I feel like that's exactly what the libertarians in general stand for. We're not here to start things. We're not here to start violence, but. uh, We're not accelerationists. That's what I bring all the time. It's completely defensive, not offensive. No one wants a violent revolution. That's not what we want. That's just what so many of us see coming. So that's a great point. So what, as a personally, if you don't mind talking about this, 
do you have optimism in the movement, in the liberty movement politically? Do you think, what do you think our chances are of being able to make things happen without ever having to reach for a rifle? That's day by day. I mean, sometimes I'm very optimistic and I feel like we are doing an amazing job and moving forward. And then sometimes it's like, why are we even still trying? Um, it's not very many days like that, but sometimes I think we all feel that way because we are working so hard. You know, we're working so much harder than the Republicans and Democrats because we have to fund everything ourselves. True. We don't get the government funding. They don't help pay for our elections. Um, you know, we we have to pay for their, in Texas, we have to pay for their primaries. We have to pay for them to choose who they are going to have in the election. And we have to fund our own conventions to put, plus pay filing fees. I mean, they, they are taking our money to fund things for the Republicans and Democrats on top of not giving us money um, to help with elections, which we don't need their money. We don't. We're doing fine without it. But that's another reason that they are able to get out there so much more than us is we are doing this all on our own. It's exactly right. I think it reveals the passion in this movement, though, that's so different from Republicans and Democrats. Like when you're a Republican or a Democrat, you join this big organization. You have all these, you know, important seats get in for us. Nobody's a libertarian for power. Nobody's a libertarian for fame, for status. Everyone who's a libertarian is a libertarian because they believe in it and they care and they want to fight for change. That's exactly true. No one's in it for the money. No one's in it for um, the popularity. It is completely because they are passionate and they want things to be different. They want to spread liberty. All libertarians want is to be left alone, but we can't be left alone until we get together and make change. Yeah. I'll say this. The, the nice thing about the LP is that you, you very, very rarely see this, like, like this command for falling in lockstep with the party. Uh, most people I know in the LP will talk trash all the way out of the party. If that someone asks them that, like, so like you must, you must push the abortion thing, even if you don't agree with it. And people are like, no, that's like, what libertarianism that's... is. You keep your own views, but the government shouldn't have restrictions against the way you live as long as you're not hurting anyone. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's, exactly. it is funny. It, it is funny. Like, I, I did want to touch on this. So the, the, the Boogaloo movement is actually what brought me to the party. And I've said this a billion times on here. Um, but uh it is funny because the reason I talk about that is the talking shit part is uh, that's like I got memed to death when uh, when I first found some of those uh, those groups on Facebook by some of the, the boogaloo meme groups like the the Red E Boogie and all those other ones. I oh miss the God. groups so much. I miss them. I miss all the old memes. I wish I'd saved every meme that I liked. It's it's so sad. They they're taking it all away from us. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, um, <clears throat> I actually joined those groups when I was still like supporting Trump, and I said that one time I was like, "But Trump likes guns," and then oh my god, I oh, got yeah. blasted. Take the guns glad. first, due process second. Exactly, yeah, ban bump stocks. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they brought you in, dude. If that's if that's what it took to get yep. you in this movement, clearly that was a good thing. Now you're an activist working in state party, hosting a podcast. I mean, they did good. 
was, when you find a place that moves quickly. I have only been involved in the party less than two years, and I am doing so much. Um, just like bootleg. I mean, you find your place and what you're meant to do and your passion. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it is very easy to get sucked up into doing a lot of work. A lot. Yes. Yes. Because it needs to be done, and 20% of people do 80% of the work. That's how it's going to be. And there's not a lot of libertarians who are actually willing to get their hands dirty. But The party hey, belongs to those who show up. Damn right. Damn right. So, Janae, what is the future of the Redacted Caucus look like? Like, what's your vision? Where do you see it in two years if you think that things are still peaceful in two years? I mean, doing what we're doing now, spreading awareness and um, growing our membership and you know, bringing more libertarian, voting libertarians into the party and voting principled. Um just changing in two years, I would hope that Google is not a bad word. I mean, I'm sure some people will always have a bad impression of it, but I, I believe we can change that. We're working on it. Um, like spikes, one of spikes, um, most famous tweets is normalize the boob. That's what we are doing. That's exactly what we're doing. Hell yeah. So there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with having that conversation. And what's funny is, you know, I grew up having that conversation in my household that was just something that, you know, 20 years ago, people talked about very regularly. Oh, we have guns to prevent government overreach, to fight against tyranny if we ever need to. That was a cultural norm 20 years ago. But today, I don't think most kids have that conversations in their household. And that's why we, we have to renormalize that concept of actually arming yourself and being prepared for tyranny, which is what America is founded on. Well, especially the last year and a half, I mean... They're just taking more and more of our rights away every day. And Finding to more bring reason. up exactly, but to bring up what happened today, Governor or Governor President Biden mandated vaccines for any private business with a hundred or more employees. Um, so this is kind of the biggest, I, one of the biggest steps know. ever. I was on a plane most of the day that did not have Wi-Fi. It was. I was not happy about that. And so I know nothing about what's going on. This is the first I'm hearing about that. And that's, that's hard to believe. I mean, I, I don't want to say I'm not surprised, but I kind of am. So that's, that's pretty quick. That's yeah. So the way they, that's going to cause are, some problems. Yeah. Yeah. The way they're going to implement it is through OSHA. They're going to use OSHA because any business that has a hundred employees or more is required to follow uh, OSHA standard. So the way they're going to implement it now, all employees uh, that are, fall under OSHA guidelines must either A, be vaccinated, um, or B, get regular testing every week. Uh, and if you think a company is going to want to pay for you to get tested every week, uh, no. Nah. Um, it's a $16,000 penalty for every employee that's not vaccinated or isn't tested in a week. Um so they're they're basically they're like it's not forcing it yeah but when you're saying it's sixteen thousand dollars per employee uh, or they've got to get like look you're fucking just that's that's not bullshit you're saying it's required but we're gonna put some fluff and some 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 frou-frou on it and we'll we'll pretend like something else yeah either you go out of business or you get your employees vaccinated because who what kind of business can afford. $14,000 fines on a weekly basis, for goodness sake. 
I didn't uh, see this moving this fast. I, I really didn't. I mean, I'm not surprised that it came down to this, but I, I'm shocked to hear that it's happening right now. Um, things are picking up. They are moving faster and faster, and it's kind of scary. What's more scary is people not realizing what's happening. True. <laughs> Sorry, I have a drinking problem. I was about uh, to say that. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Airplane. But uh, no, you're absolutely right, Janae. We're uh, the Oklahoma Libertarian Party's planned to protest already for Saturday morning at our at our local federal building because we're fed up and we don't even know what, how to handle this. I mean, you can respond on social media, but that's kind of halfway. So I hope anybody watching this, any libertarians watching this, please schedule a protest in your local community. They need to hear from this movement on this issue. We can't let the Biden administration get away with this. We have to draw a line in the sand. So if you are a libertarian, you have any influence on the people around you, please schedule a protest this weekend to fight against this. This is a huge deal. And sorry to interrupt the podcast for a uh, quick, quick challenge, but seriously. Yeah, no, Definitely. That's fine. no, that needs to be spread around as much as possible. Like I said, until you just said, I didn't know. I, Today has not been a normal day for me. I haven't been connected um, to much of anything. I've been traveling. and But they're stopping that kind of thing because, I mean, our social media, the way we connect with others keeps getting taken away from us. If none of us would have lost all these accounts, we would be able to spread the message to have these protests and organize so much quicker. But so true. It's, it's not going to stop. So is there any? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say it is censorship too, in the, in the traditional sense, because the the problem is, is you know, if Facebook was acting as an independent company, right? They were acting as independent from the federal government. Uh, what they're doing is not censorship. But the problem is, is when they're having these behind door meetings with people at the White House, with people in Congress, it's no longer a private entity. When they're receiving subsidies, they're no longer a private entity. They're now publicly funded or publicly subsidized and publicly controlled. They're also publicly traded. I mean, they are a corporation. They are not just owned by one person. It's not completely a private company. Um, private companies can do whatever they want. But like you said, they're taking subsidies. They are following exactly what the government tells them to and what they all agree to. Um, it turns it into more of a mainstream news organization um and they're not allowed to do that they do but they're not supposed to be so is there any other social media platforms that you're on that you recommend that you're trying to like steer people toward i wish i had a good answer for that i mean unfortunately facebook is where people are i don't have one right now the rclp doesn't have one right now we need to just to direct people to the right area we have a website um twitter is not doing bad um it seems less censored um i don't know i mean we need another alternative platform and i don't i don't know what that is i mean it was mimi and then they were censored and then it was can they started censoring and i mean it's any of these companies can be bought out it seems like so do you have any other strategies for kind of communicating with members or getting out to people besides social media that you guys have had to utilize because of the box that this has pushed you in or the corner it's pushed you in? 
I mean, as always, reaching out locally is the best way to go um, through your Libertarian Party and through people you talk to every single day. More people agree with you than you realize. Um, that's where to start to reach out to new people. Um, we keep in contact through email, um, through text. Uh, Signal is encrypted, and that's what... Um, has been recommended to me for years and I recommend to other people. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, they are trying to tear us apart. They don't want us to be connected. The Boogaloo movement is very loosely organized and we don't want to be tightly organized. We don't want one organization. That's not what the caucus is even about. We're not even trying to create a Boogaloo organization. Um, but it's hard to keep people connected. It's and as the caucus collects information that people are willing to share. So someone can share their real name if they want to. They can share whatever screen names they choose to. They can share a phone number. They can share um, a phone number that's made up through an app if that's how they want to be contacted, whichever emails they want. Um, and that helps keep people connected. You don't have to give any real identifying information, but whatever information you want shared, we can put out there and it will help reconnect as we keep losing these platforms and the names. I mean, everyone keeps changing their names. So if you want to add a couple um, screen names you go by, we can keep that together and help when someone's looking for that person, we can help connect them if they've chosen to let us release that information. Um, That's awesome. I know, I know Nick O'Day personally, and uh, you know he was just on here redacted Oki, but he's had to go through a lot of profiles in the last month, almost yes, every has. single one of them. And he's on a he's on a twenty four hour ban right now, apparently. I just saw that comment. Yes, yeah, that's. Um, yeah, How many have you had go- get shut down? What was that? How many have you had get shut down? Fourteen. Fourteen profiles. No, what's sad, what's sad is I had my original profile. For 14 years and wow. last, last may they took it down i didn't get i got one 30-day ban for something stupid i think in november december um it was when all the political stuff was going on besides i never got warnings i never got anything i didn't think it was going to happen to me and i was not sharing um controversial things and it was gone no way to appeal my original account was gone all um the pictures of my kids growing up, all six of them for years and years, you know, um, all the changes in my life over those 14 years, gone. Everything was gone. Uh, it was hard to get over. So, you know, I made another one and another one. And sometimes they would last an hour or two. Sometimes they'd last minutes. Sometimes they would last a month or two. And the last one actually lasted quite a while and um, it was gone a couple days ago and I haven't made number 15 yet. I don't want to, but I'm going to. And we all keep coming back. That's where people are. And every, every single one of those accounts, unless it was within minutes, they took it down. I brought people to the Libertarian Party. I brought people to the movement. If each single email and Facebook profile I make brings one more person in, then it's worth it. So we're just going to keep trying until people aren't here anymore. And I know we need to leave the platform. I know we shouldn't keep giving them our time and our attention and us being the product that they are selling, but it it's there and it works and that's where the people are. So 
until we stop putting people in that way, we're going to keep using it. Uh, You're completely right. Yeah, as long as they're there, that's where we have to go. Even if it's not fun, even if we're supporting a business that we hate and they're doing terrible things, we have to go where the people are. That's the only way to get bigger. I don't even want to make another one. I don't, but I'm going to. I was going to do it yesterday. I ran out of time. I'll probably do it Monday or Tuesday when I get back home. Um, We need to be there until... And none of us are as active as we were. We're there. We exist, but none of us spend the time we used to. Um, They're advertising to us because we're the product, but how many of us are actually even buying things we see on Facebook anymore like we used to in the ads? Sure. We're we're all over it. Like, no one cares. Unless it's a meme, we're out. True. Or someone asking us how they can get involved, and then we're all over it. I don't even have my conversations on Facebook anymore. Once um, we get to a message or two between people um, or a comment, I tell them to email me or text me and we'll talk off Facebook. I'm not spending any more, any more time there than I have to. Smart. Do you feel like there's people at Facebook that know who you are, know what you're doing, target you intentionally? Specifically me? No. Um, no. I, so do you think it's things think that you're sharing? Algorithms. Huh. Okay. So do you think Maybe, it's things that you're sharing like memes or do you think it's more like things that are happening in messages? Like what do you think is actually um, making you a target? I'm not keeping anything in messages. I'm not really sure. I believe it's friends. I believe it's the connections I'm making and maybe what they're doing because none of my accounts ever have really shared things or words, the B word, um, you know, all that. I don't know. I don't know how they're doing it. Um, I don't care. I used to so, care. I used to try to figure it out. I don't care. Uh, and then another thing, back to, I just said the B word, and we've been talking about boogaloo and like didn't want to use the word. That's the problem. Okay, so I get it that we can't type it out. We don't. We've all stopped. And we've used, you know, um, emojis or whatever. That, in the beginning, no big deal. But at this point, people don't even use the word out loud anymore. True. Because we're so used to not, we're censoring ourselves Um through text that we're not actually saying the word out loud. I don't hear it nearly as often anymore. And that's why I'm not afraid to say it. And I bring it up to a lot of people. Like it's fine to say it. Like um, there's no, no one around is going to do anything to you. You can, it's okay. Sure. It's not illegal. And even if it was, fuck it. Well, yeah, exactly. But it's not, it's not. Um, It will, we might get to that point, unfortunately. So Braxton Voorhees is the co-host of Not A Real Veteran, which airs on Wednesday nights, but it's it's part of the Not A Real Podcast Network. But he has a theory that I thought was really interesting, and you actually just kind of touched on it, Janae, on accident. But he mm-hmm. thinks that that's how the Facebook al- algorithm works as well. He thinks that once you add so many libertarians in your friend group and Facebook knows how many libertarians you have, that that's whenever they cancel profiles. Basically, if you don't have enough non-libertarian friends, they know you're just a libertarian group or a libertarian page and they cancel you. I think that's a pretty good theory. Yes, but I wouldn't say it's just because libertarian. I believe it's because of what those friends are sharing. um, It might not be the word libertarian. I don't. I guess I just don't want to believe that yet, that they are actually targeting libertarians. Um, I believe it's what they think is extremist information and maybe I'm not sharing it, but enough of my friends are sharing it that it's going to target me also. That's my theory at the moment. I've been through all kinds of ideas. That's what I've narrowed it down to right now. 
Um, I might create the next profile and not add any um, Boogaloo friends, libertarian friends, just people, family, and friends that don't like politics. It's nice to have those sometimes. Um, sure. See what happens. See how long it lasts. Well, I'm kind of ashamed to say this. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. I'm kind of ashamed to say this, but I've had two Facebook profiles in my life, and I've never been zucked. Not in probably over 12 years of having Facebook. Um, That's what I said. I didn't think it could happen to me. Yeah, and I share a lot of stuff. I mean, on my old Facebook, I was sharing libertarian stuff literally constantly. So I don't think they're targeting libertarians. On my current Facebook, I run five pages, you know, so I I feel like that many or more. Yeah. So they were not Liberty related businesses. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And they're gone. My kids' Facebook profiles are gone. That's terrible. They had them for years. Why, why is that? Just because they were connected to you? I guess they're gone. Wow. Yeah. I would say that, uh, a lot of it has to do with, um, a multi-step algorithm. It would depend on how much reach you have on Facebook. Um, so the more reach you have, the 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 higher you get targeted, right? Um, and I would say that there's a threshold where once you've hit a certain point, they will throttle back how hard they're allowed to, to like deplatform you. Um, it's like Spike Cohen. He he's I think he's at one of those points where he's since now he's blue check marked and all that stuff it would be very dangerous for them to just like nuke him overnight. Um, but people like us who may end up being able to reach, you know, three or 4,000 people, uh, you know, we're not big enough to where people will, you know, the entirety of the internet will notice if we're gone, but we, we, we still have enough reach to where we can hit people. Um, so I think, I think that has a big, uh, a big factor in it. Um, so like my personal account, um, it stays under the radar. Uh, I, I dropped a lot of spicy stuff back in the day, um, but it doesn't have a really wide range of people that it touches. So that might be part of it. I think that was part of mine also is I didn't have, I wasn't, there was not a lot of stuff on there that would be controversial, but the reach I had, I had, um, I had almost 4,000 friends and a lot of interaction. So I think that that had a lot to do with, I did have a lot of friends in the movement um, and a lot of friends in other um, interests, but I think, I think my range was too big. I think I was having too many people see each of my posts, you know, even just a picture of my kid, one of the kids, I would get hundreds of likes. So people were seeing my stuff. And I think that might've been the issue with the original account. Hmm. There was some things, you know, and friends that did have controversial stuff or even a little bit, but then they could see that my posts could get reached. So I could share anything and it would be seen before they could stop it. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So bootleg, you just got banned last week, right? Yeah. Caught up. I was about to ask about that. Did you get it back? Did you, is it gone? Nah. Yeah. RIP. R.I.P. Bootleg Libertarian. Moment of silence, please. Put an F in the comments. F. Yeah, Yeah, I I died on Facebook, and then I'm about to die live tonight on the air. So, uh, (laughs) 
See y'all later. It seems like uh, a lot of people are losing their Twitters or getting Twitter bans all of a sudden. Am I just now noticing that? But in the last week or so, I'm seeing people say that. Have y'all noticed that? Uh, Twitter, Twitter's been doing that for a long time. They've got a okay. weird algorithm too. I don't really pay attention. I don't like Twitter. I'll use it, but I don't like it. But. Oh, what's his? <coughs> dang, that hurt. <coughs> oh, what's his name? Uh, I started Twitter. He's a uh, he's a little based, isn't he? He uh, a little base. Who? I don't know his name, but he posts some anti-government shit really recently, and it got a lot of libertarian shares. So I think that he's kind of coming around a little more. Who are we talking Jack about? Dorsey. You know his name, Chris? He's the guy who founded Twitter. Jack Dorsey. Jack okay, Dorsey. Yeah, right. yeah. Here we go. Robert's got us. Thanks, Jack brother. Also. Appreciate you, man. I haven't. Um, I don't know much about him, but I have heard people say that. Yeah. yeah, what was it, Bootleg, that he shared a few weeks ago or last month or something? I think it was about COVID mandates and stuff, but he was he was saying some anti-government shit. He, yeah, he's... he's he wouldn't uh, have let you as far as... Had. He, he uh, had shared uh, the link for the uh, anarcho-capitalist guide or something like that. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember the exact... Or was it, was it Michael Malice's book, The Anarchy Handbook? That's impressive. Really? I can't remember, I don't remember. Which one it was. Oh, it yeah, was to Rothbard. Yeah. yeah Steven's Rothbard, got it. Yeah. It was to Anatomy of the State. That's oh, fucking awesome. That is like basic. That's where you start. That's what you give to all your friends that are starting to doubt things. That, if he's, that's a huge deal. Um, Damn right. That book changed a lot of people's lives. That took me from a libertarian to an anarcho capitalist for sure. Same here. Same here. You read that and it's like, it's so eye opening. Um, I've given away two copies of that. I We need to do something like um, find a way to get that cheap or free the way Mises does the economics in one lesson. Yes. I want to give away anatomy of a state. I mean, I give away the um, economics in one lesson all the time. I keep a stack of them at work and hand them out. I keep them um, in my car. I give it out all the time. But anatomy of a state, I need that. I need several of those to have on me all the time. Um that changes lives. Damn right. Janae, where are you today? So I am in Maryland. I don't know what town I'm in. I flew into Baltimore. And uh, I'm maybe 20 or 30 minutes from there. And one of our um, state organizers for Maryland, Eric, I am staying with him and his girlfriend. And I am at his favorite hangout, Scar Bar. And so I'm on the back porch while everyone is inside so smoking cigars. Hell yeah. It's amazing outside. I could not sit outside in Texas like this. It's hot and sticky and humid. And like, I've been outside since I got here. It feels so good. The air is dry and it's like, like 70 degrees. And I haven't felt this in a long time. It's really nice. Did you say the air is dry in Maryland? Come to Houston. <laughs> Come to Houston. Yes, it's yeah, so dry. True. Even Eric was like, it's not really dry. I was like, oh, yes, it is. It feels so amazing. It is really dry. I mean, I know it's not like desert dry. I get that. But it's so much better than what I have at home. It's amazing. And we're so you flew a long way. Tomorrow we are going. I'm sorry. What was that? Oh, go ahead. No, please. Tomorrow we are going. Now I. About I can't remember the name of the place. We're going to a historical um, monument tomorrow and uh, going to meet some 
local boys and some that came in for the protest. And I, I thought it was from the Revolutionary War, but it was from even before that. And whatever the battle that happened there was um, coincidentally from, um, I think, I don't remember what year. Okay. But it was on September 12th, which is really cool because we're here for the September 11th event. So um, there's nothing going on there this weekend. I guess they're having events next week, but we're just going to go check it out. And it's where I am right now. This is Eric's hometown. And um, I told him to find something, some sightseeing, some something historical to take me to tomorrow. So that's what we're doing. And then uh, we're going to have dinner with all the boys that have came in um, from out of town. And then we have a weekly Zoom meeting. And we're going to have that. And then a bunch of us will be in person and uh, we'll have everyone online. And bootleg, are you going to be there for that? Online? Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Will, of course, you can hang out too. We'd love to have you there with us. We have a lot of fun on our Zoom meetings. Um, and it's really fun when we have people in person, of course, even better. So we're looking forward to that. And then uh, just getting ready for the next day for um, the protest. And then um, actually before the protest, Maryland Libertarian Party of Maryland is having an event that we're going to go hang out at some uh, crab fest, something like that. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going with Spike and then heading to the protest afterwards. So, uh, <coughs> dang, every time I start. Um, so, the redacted Okie says, Will needs his own shirt that on the site, I assume it says side, that reads, damn right, Will Doherty. And that leads me into the most important of ad reads that I forgot, which is notarealpodcast.com you go to notarealpodcast.com and you can get your very own exclusive not a real libertarian or not a real veteran or not a real news broadcast coming soon merch uh, well we, we also have... i mean are we are we gonna shout out the new podcast you have coming yeah we can uh, shout that out as well um, oh yeah he, that's right that's ours out. i mean i'm not gonna be on it but um it's my people uh, We're very excited. If you want a twenty dollars is twenty dollars t-shirt, go to Not a Real Podcast. <laughs> and so, what Janae is referring to is starting. I believe it's next Monday. I'll have to check the schedule. I think it's, it's this coming Monday. I think so. Yeah, it's a uh, called Not a Real Liberty Luau. Uh, it'll be the Oklahoma and his co-host uh, will be hosting a show Monday nights. Um, and we'll have to get that advertised and yes, we're so excited about it. So, so, anyone interested in um, anything redacted, check it out. And if you have any ideas for topics, um, let them know, and they can cover anything that has to do with the movement. And this will pretty much be the only guaranteed way uh, to stay up to date outside of the website. Um, because we're every time they make a Facebook page, uh, Zuck from on high just nukes it from uh, about thirty thousand feet. Hopefully, so this, this doesn't take you down. I Seriously. hope. <laughs> yeah, I, bet it won't. I apologize in advance. Um, hey, we got a website now. If it takes the page down, we can rebuild a Facebook page twenty times over. It's it's a worthy cause. Yes. Well, that and we've uh we've got uh Twitter. Twitch, uh, YouTube, 
Um, we're on every other streaming platform outside of Facebook anyways. So, I mean, it, it's not that big of a deal. We're on Anchor. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. So, we're not going away anytime soon. Um, they would have to nuke the entire eastern seaboard to get rid of us. We're like cockroaches. So, uh, <laughs> When do we get to talk about um, the um, thing that you're working on with the Redacted Caucus? Uh, I was going to wait until they're they're made, or at least uh, like oh, at least okay. the samples made. Okay. Until you finish. So, so we've got something things. coming really exciting between the Redacted Caucus and the Not a Real Libertarian podcast, right? Well, damn, I'm excited now. Thanks, thanks for filling me in, guys. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I love this. You Redacted should be excited. Just wait. Yeah. All right, and I'll find out when you I guys find out. We have those samples already, and. Maybe I can work on that tonight. Um, that would be great. Yeah. If you can oh, remind yeah. me. No, I we need to get that done. Um, yeah, if, if it doesn't get done this weekend, let's get it done middle of the week next week. And then you'll have samples and you can talk about it. And it's very exciting for your members and everyone. So, Janae, what would you tell people who were thinking about joining the redacted caucus, but they were a little bit on the fence. What would you say to them? How would you get them to sign up? I don't need to get anybody to sign up. Like just check us out. And if you're interested, um, if you want to support what we're doing, then donate or, um, you know, donate without a membership, donate with the membership, whatever, ask questions. If you have more questions, um, I get that question sometimes. Like, we're not just trying to get people to join. That's not what it's about. Like, we're here. We're here and we exist. And we're here to support everyone in the movement, whether they support the idea of what we're doing or not. Um, you know, and some some people in the Boogaloo movement are, are really skeptical. And that's fine. Like, you can be. You can ask all the questions you want. And you can decide that this is not for you. That's fine. But when you get zucked over and over and you start losing people and we're here and we'll help you however we can. Hell yeah. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Janae, we appreciate you coming on tonight. Uh, we missed you the week before, two weeks ago, whenever it was. Yeah, uh, so much going on. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's just, but... Uh, we appreciate you coming on and taking some time out of your drinking schedule to hang out with us tonight. So, of course. Thank you. Tell all the Maryland boys that we send our love and we're thankful for what everybody's doing. Tell everybody at the protest tomorrow, good job, and that we're thankful for them too. Keep keep on keeping on, keep on fighting for what's what's right and supporting this movement. Thank you. Good luck with what you've got going on this weekend too. I look forward to hearing about it. Appreciate that. Oh yeah. Bye. <laughs> uh so uh follow like share subscribe all the things um if you don't i will probably die tonight uh so if i die in the middle of my sleep i know that someone out there didn't do all those things um go find us on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify whatever Go to not a real libertarian podcast, not a real podcast.com. I'm struggling and buy some <laughs> merch. Uh, keep the lights on.
Uh, if you're interested in an ad read spot on the show, uh, reach out to the page on Facebook or Twitter. Um, we do really shitty ad reads for a low price. Um, some might even say <laughs> we're, we're, we're lower than most other places. For sure. And shittier. Lower and shittier. How can shittier. you beat that deal? <laughs> no, it's it's cheaper and shittier. Just ask Jack Casey. I have <laughs> shit on his books for a month. And then I got paid more money to stop shitting on his books. And now I just shit on him. So you're welcome, Jack. He gets it. He gets it. And please follow the Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus if we haven't mentioned it enough. If you're in Oklahoma or even any Libertarian, follow the OKLP, Oklahoma Libertarian Party. And if you are in Oklahoma, please, Saturday morning, 10 a.m., be at the federal building in Oklahoma City because we've got to stand up to this tyranny coming down from the Biden administration. We have to send them a message. Be there. Damn right. Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> oh damn it now i'm gonna think about it every time i say that i'm gonna have to like change my vocabulary around but it's cool i think that's why they done that they they done that on purpose to really make you think about it fuck you nick i'm gonna keep saying it it's it's one of my favorite expressions and damn straight i can't even choose between them but anyway damn right damn right ladies or you got anything else you want to plug i'm happy um I wouldn't say I'm happy, but I'm I'm content, I guess. Don't die of COVID, please, bootleg. Please be here for next next episode, which is hey, tomorrow night tomorrow. we have another episode. Not normal for us on a Friday night, but we've got um who do we have tomorrow? Sean, Sean Thorne running for house in Alaska at six PM Central Time, that's six PM Freedom Time tomorrow night. Uh so check it out, Sean Thorne, uh, awesome dude, running for office in Alaska. And he actually lives in Alaska, not in Texas. That'll be a funny story. We'll get to that tomorrow. But uh, ladies, gentlemen, uh, interdimensional branch COVIDians, thank you. We love you. And uh, don't lick the toilet seats. Welcome to episode 5 of 